Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hello everyone. Today we are talking about spirituality. And the card is the goddess is holding the sun over her head and the little uh, deer dog person is sort of looking up at her. And there's a lot of beautiful sunlight coming through this beautiful sun that she's holding. And the card is just very nurturing and sort of nature-like. And in the back of the card, it says, at the heart of every person is a yearning from the deepest part of our souls that must be heard. It is a desire to waken, embrace our whole selves, and see past the limitations we have put on ourselves. It is the knowing that we are connected with a universal love and a spiritual presence that holds the flame of our true essence of love and light. When we begin to accept that each one of us was born with divine spirit, then we can stop the struggle with defining ourselves as good or bad by our body size or the food we eat. We can then move on to simply expressing our true selves. And how different is that idea of spirituality than what a lot of us were sort of raised on, at least for me, I was raised on a very hierarchical sort of spirituality where there's me and then there's many layers of other people or beings or spirits and then the very top and I could not really get to that top person or top being, you know, I had to go through other things to get there. And so that left me kind of alone and lonely at the bottom here. So when I got the idea at some point in my recovery that I had it in my heart, I had it in my God or in my self, this divinity, that was so opening for me and kind of scary even, really, because then there was no guidance except for myself, which I didn't have a really great opinion about myself. So I also want to say that for me, one of the biggest things about my eating disorder was it was trying to get my attention to listen to my spirituality, to listen to my divinity, to listen to myself, to listen to this spiritual presence within myself. And I didn't really know that until I had been in recovery for a little while, but that's what it really was for me, is me trying to get me to listen to me. And today I can't think of another person more suited to have this talk with than my guest is Debbie Glander. And we are in the beautiful Davis, California. And I'm gonna let her introduce herself and then we'll have a talk about spirituality. Great, thanks Laura Lee. I'm super excited to be in this conversation with you today. Yes, me too. I couldn't think of someone 
that I was looking forward more to having a talk on spirituality because oh. I know we have a lot of similarities yes. in, our, in our past. and Sisters it, from a different yeah, mother. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I always enjoy when we get to connect. Um, it's really interesting because there is a time in my life, some years back, that this would have been the last topic and the last card I would have ever chosen out ever. of your body. Ever. Right. Ever. I would have taken any other card right. than this one. So I think that speaks to a spiritual moment. Yes, it does. Well, I know for me, uh, you know, I wrote these cards and, and developed these cards with my wonderful business partner, Carol Normandy, who I wrote It's Not About Food and Over It With as well. And we both started Beyond Hunger. But I hate this subject of spirituality and sexuality, and I always made her talk about it because I don't want to. But here we are, and I'm actually kind of okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was listening to your podcast that was done so be- beautifully by I think Erica on, on sexuality. Yeah, and you mentioned that, and I was just kind of chuckling because I I'm, <laughs> I'm like the two hardest and probably two that go really well together. Yes. Two. Who would have thought that mm-hmm. in my childhood? Yeah. Never in a million years would I have exactly. thought that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Same, same here. So, yeah, my it's interesting because one of the things I really love about your work is how you talk about it's not about food. And when you and I were talking previously, you know, I, that just really spoke to me. Yes. Because um, my eating disorder started when I was like 14, and it hadn't absolutely nothing to do about food, my shape, body size, wow. size clothes I wore right. at all. Right. It all stemmed from being raised in a, a high control group, uh-huh. of religious trauma, spiritual abuse. And it was the only thing I had any power uh, or control over. Yes. So yes. the two really, for me, went hand in hand. And so true. You know, I have a lot of different names for what I call the disorder because of it being the anger disorder, the control disorder, mm-hmm. different names. But it was really the only thing. And so when you when you speak to it's not about food, it's so true. Yes. It was just trying to have some kind of control over my life. Something. Give yeah. me something. Right. And right. what right. better one than, oh, I'm going to eat the way I want to. Exactly. You can't, tell, you can't make me eat another way. Yeah, you're telling me everything else, the way I have to think, how I have to act, who I can hang with, what I can believe, what I can't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't control this. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously doesn't didn't serve me very well, but right. I did feel like I had some power at that point. Yeah. And so um, it's interesting how this has transitioned Yes, so so beautiful. So tell me how you sort of got yourself out of that eating disorder and then got yourself to a spiritual place about it. Yeah, it's definitely a long, long, right? (laughs) Definitely a long path, and I'm Mm -hmm. continuing on that path. For me, luckily, I was actually able to be removed from the household where the um, basically I was being raised in a cult that was very controlling. And it was in a religious organization that is, was very, um, had cult behaviors. So I was able to move out of that household from mm-hmm. living with my dad to my mom. So I you know, didn't have, at that time any longer, I didn't have the um, extreme you know, religious control and abuse and the, and the dogma of, of, of the religion. But just because you leave the household doesn't mean you 
leave the belief system, oh my God, right? Of course, right. And so I, you know, the eating disorder was still there. It wasn't quite as bad. You know, I would switch to other things like alcohol or perfectionism or different things like that. You know, I still needed something to try to kind of um, numb out because mm-hmm. the feelings were hard to have. And to be able to describe what had happened um, with the religious abuse was even hard to put words to. Yes. So I didn't really embrace um, spirituality for a long time after that. And it wasn't until um, I was a little older. I don't know if you want me to move forward. Move yes. forward on it. Okay. Please, so please. I really, I just, I wouldn't go into churches. They were something very traumatizing for me. Yes. Um, if, if there was a wedding, I would go, but I really was like full of anxiety and mm-hmm. fear because it was yes. all about fear based. Exactly. And so it wasn't until I was um, a young mother. I, I had two young kids, mm-hmm. and my daughter was five, and we were on a vacation, and we went to Puerto Vallarta, and we were doing a excursion of some of the different buildings and there was a couple of churches mm-hmm. and you know my daughter innocent she's five and so she walks right into one of these churches and so I followed and my son kind of stayed outside and and not that we had ever talked negative about churches or religion but there was just no talk at all right about it in, exactly. in my house so my daughter goes in and and this was just a really really um like spiritual awakening moment for me. And I would say it was probably the first that I was recognizing. Beautiful. She walks in and it's beautiful. The sun is coming in, the stained mm-hmm. glass windows, it's warm. It just kind of has that historic yes, church of look. Of course, yes. You know? And she sits down and she's looking around and she goes, Mom, I think I feel God in here. Oh. Just pure, completely pure. There How was no, old? She was five. Oh. There was no coercion. You know, all the things that I think of when the, yes. the punishing God was, yes. word was used. Yes. No coercion, no control, no manipulation. Just only love. Just only love. And I, Beautiful. I just had that moment of like surrender. Like, yeah. oh, okay. If this, if this beautiful essence yeah. of love can, can feel that, right. there's something that I'm, so I need to have beautiful. a perspective. Yeah. It's so true. I got sober when my son was nine, and I remember, uh, you know, I was a single mom, so I took him with me to meetings a lot of times, mm-hmm. and he was in the back of the room coloring or doing his homework or whatever he was doing, and he would stand up, and we would say the Lord's Prayer mm-hmm. at the end, and I thought at that moment, I said it just like I say it, like anything else that I know by heart, mm-hmm. and I realized he had never been taught it. But he didn't care. He just sat. He just was holding hands with everybody else, just being in the circle, and the same kind of thing. So I went, "Oh, he right. has no bad connotations yeah. with this or anything yes. about this." Yes. And I feel like AA was what gave me my spirituality mm-hmm. back because mm-hmm. it was a God, as you understand mm-hmm. God, which mm-hmm. my understanding of God before that was really. Not good for me. <laughs> Not good for me. And uh, I, I'm the same way. I can go in and out of churches, and I don't have this fear and panic that I used mm-hmm. to have when I was mm-hmm. younger. Oh, exactly. Like I'm doing something wrong. Oh, my I'm God. In trouble. What am I doing? Yes, right. exactly. I'm bad. I'm in trouble. <laughs> right. Yeah. My skirt's too tight. My yes. shirt's too small. My exactly. hair is not good. Mm-hmm. They can I read look. my mind. Yeah, <laughs> everything I do. Everything I do, right. The demons right. might possess me. Yeah, right. yeah, it was bad. 
Yeah. I think I had a similar experience to you, too. Um, about my mid-30s, I also um, was exposed to this 12-step program. And it was probably the first time since being taken out of this high-control group that there was some thoughts and talks of God and higher power. And, yep. and step 11, you know, prayer and meditation, right? And and I was like, oh, I like this idea of, of meditating. And I think that is probably yes. when I had that shift. It was about the same time this happened with like these few things, which I'm now calling spiritual awakenings, moments that I was able to be present, pay attention, and be able to um, be still and be present and let that sp- spiritual experience happen. So, you know, you bring up a good point that I that people ask me about when I say the spiritual um, connection within ourselves and that when they try to fit a 12-step program or a religious teaching or something and it seems to not really go hand-in-hand hand or hand-to-glove. And, you know, there's that uh, part say, like in a 12-step program where they say, you know, surrender to God your um, character defects, which I have a big problem with that oh, yes, whole I do too. that whole sentence right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, wait a minute, you know. Mm-hmm. Shame. Um, shame. And shame. <laughs> and wait, let's, let's, let's reframe this or let's do something different than that. And that... Um, and, you know, I can remember being in OA before I got solid recovery. And it was just, you know, I would uh, sort of give my food to God, if you will. And then it wouldn't work. You know, I would still be overeating or I would still be chintzy on food or I would still be so upset about my weight. And I thought, well, I gave my I gave it to God and... God's not taking it, so it's God's fault, you know, or some kind right, of bullshit right, like right, that. Right. But I know that for me, when I finally stopped giving it outside of myself mm-hmm. and said, I, I love me, mm-hmm. and so let me eat in a way that shows me that I love mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I, don't ev- I didn't even know what that would mean. Right. But it wasn't giving it up to something, and it wasn't saying I had a character defect, and it wasn't saying I was... Um, you know, sabotaging or, you know, Mm -hmm. I was just Mm -hmm. struggling Mm -hmm. with my own stuff and trying to find my way. Exactly. And how do you work with that, especially with people who are coming in with severe problems with spirituality that was not good for them? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think I just get really curious about what their experience was, mm-hmm. and I'm really also careful the, the wording I use because I do work uh-huh. a lot with people that are coming out of cults and mm-hmm. some that are religious cults, and they're not really ready yet mm-hmm. possibly to use that phrase because yeah. um, it's such a shattering um, and a dysregulation and deconstruction of everything that they have believed right. for so much of their life. and so. I just really listen to what the pain they're bringing in. And, you know, a lot of times it does get 
connected through kind of our getting to know each other better and building mm-hmm. trust, mm-hmm. it does get connected to ways that it was acted out on their bodies through, yeah. you know, through food, whether it was like myself, you know, mm-hmm. through it was control of restricting or mm-hmm. binging and the feeling of never being enough. And I think also, which a lot of the high control groups do, is that um, you're always, you're bad. And you're just always trying to hustle. Right. For, and, it, and you can't. You can never be good we, enough. We can never be perfect. You can never be perfect. And so there's no sense of what I believe spirituality is, is that that connection with ourselves mm-hmm. at this deep level. That, that And we're all connected by some higher power. I don't exactly. know what that is for right. each person. Goddess, God, higher power, right, nature. Right, right fishing, I don't know, whatever it can be, <laughs> universe, yeah, whatever it might be. And yeah. that it's rooted in this, this intrinsic desire for us to be connected and feel like we belong. And I think mm-hmm. that's what is, is missing so much in some of these dogmatic groups and in, in somehow people are raised religiously. And, and it may not even have to be that. It could be the family dynamics, that keeps us from really truly believing that we have this intrinsic spiritual goodness yes. in ourselves, that true Which essence. Which is a lot of times so much different than this, um, you know, mark against our very souls just because we were born. Exactly. You know? Right. Or right. just, totally. you know, well, you're human, so you're bad, and that's, right. you're just going to have to accept that and go from there. Exactly. Like, well, wait a minute. I, you know, I didn't have mm-hmm. any alternative I mean, ulterior motive when I came, you know, to the right to the operating room with my mom. Exactly. (laughs) So automatically, these limitations are put on us, right, right, by others, right, and then we're then we put them on ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's when we get so far from spirituality. I think the opposite is what we're talking about in regards to behaviors around eating disorders. That's right. If I can, uh, if I can fit in, um, if I can be accepted and get approval by the size of jeans I wear, mm-hmm. or in the weight I, you know, the food, the good food I'm eating, mm-hmm. and it's so far from what the spirituality piece is about us, mm-hmm. the connectedness and that belonging, and you know, really practicing, you know, that love um, yes. for others and for self. Yes. Well, if you think about the the cult of thinness or the cult of the diet or the cult of the perfect food, you know, like Mm -hmm. don't eat this, don't eat that, don't eat this. It's the same kind of thing. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And then you have to go to these meetings and Mm -hmm. confess Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. your sins of what you did that week. Or maybe you were really, really good, so you get a Mm -hmm. gold star closer Mm -hmm. to heaven, Mm -hmm. the heaven of Mm -hmm. the... Yeah, you the, know the, the skinny the, jeans, right? Right, exactly. The <laughs> smallest know. size, or, right. yeah, yeah. And the best Instagram pictures, yeah. Yes, and mm-hmm. it seems like it's very much similar. Mm-hmm. Many, many books are written on mm-hmm. how to do it right, and yeah. what would be how it, yeah. how you're supposed to, and and that right. you have to do it forever, forever and ever exactly. and ever until you die. So, right, right. that cult of whatever the cult mm-hmm. is, whether mm-hmm. cult is, you know your weight or your food or your spirituality or mm-hmm. how you're supposed to be as a woman or how mm-hmm. you're supposed to be mm-hmm. as a person or mm-hmm. it just gets so crazy and we're chasing that stick that we'll never ever ever get 
Exactly. And I do love that you're talking about it. It carries over in so many different places. Mm-hmm. It really does. And even mm-hmm. even some of the religious groups have particular diets. Absolutely. Foods that are okay and not okay. That's right. And mm-hmm. I've had mm-hmm. people coming up to me, you know, talking about the book or whatever, saying, you know, well, I go to a church group and, you know, I just don't seem to be able to lose any weight and I'm trying really hard and I pray every day and I'm thinking, oh my God, read my book, read my book. Right, right. right. <laughs> Please give I that know, up. I know. You know, have your God, whatever, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. push these together, right. you know. And Come then, from love. Right. And then it's going to, like we talked earlier, how the spirituality and sexuality do get so intertwined because yes. it's going to affect. Yes. I, I find every, I, I can't even think of an exception. Every one of my clients, whether male or female, if there has been a lack of spirituality and to the extent of where there's been religious trauma or spiritual yeah. abuse, it definitely affects our um belief that we also are good sexual beings. Exactly. That really, I think, gets um, uh, damaged yeah. also, which then, then affects the body image and and the good yes. and bad food and what we can control. Well, if you go back in time of, uh, you know, s- religious teachings of that, um, the body is the animal mm-hmm. or the... It's and must be controlled and mm-hmm. must be mm-hmm. taught how to yeah. not, you know, be crazy. Be crazy, or, gotta get out of control. Right. Exactly. Or mm-hmm. like, uh, you mm-hmm. know, some people have to wear, um, you know, covering from head mm-hmm. to toe with mm-hmm. just like a little slit for their eyes because right. the men will go crazy if they exactly. see them or, exactly. you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so like, what? It is really, and I, I would say it's interesting because how my practice started was mainly focusing on eating disorders. So I'd get clients in that that was kind of their, their identified um, issue they wanted to deal with. And as we would do more, right behind it would be there was some kind of religious trauma and then yep. some sexual trauma or, right. or just sexual like uh, lack of development. Yes. It all went together. And then years later, I start doing more spiritual abuse work and I'm running a spiritual abuse recovery mm-hmm. group now probably as you got more recovery for exactly. yourself exactly yeah right. I wasn't ready to do that sooner because right. I think the spiritual abuse sometimes is some of the deepest most intrinsic damaging because it's really about that core self exactly being bad being yeah. bad yeah and those clients as we're coming in talking about their cult experience religious trauma there's half of them have issues with their eating disorders and their what body image. Surprise. And they're I know. It's like shocked. <laughs> all goes together. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, Which was my story. So it's really it's like, exactly. oh okay. Yeah. Right. I wasn't the only one. It's like the onion. You know, you keep peeling exactly. it. And I have clients that say, I don't want to be doing this forever. I just want to be done with it. It's like, well, I think you have to die. Exactly. It goes as on. long as exactly. you're alive, you're exactly. going to have stuff come up. Exactly. Just go with it, you know. And it's so beautiful <laughs> when we can be more aware as as we get more deep. I'm going to say older, but I it doesn't always have to be age. But I know for yeah. me, it's been yeah. as I get older, mature, maybe mature, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and having these um, like spiritual awakening moments now that I can see what they are versus just oh, this good thing happened and and. You know, I had one with my therapist not too long ago that it was just this moment of, of this like spiritual feeling of being able to finally kind of surrender to and let go of something I've been hanging on to for a long yes, time. Yes. And we both were able to tear up. And to me, that was that 
connected spiritual belonging moment. So beautiful. Yeah. That had right. nothing to do with what size I was or, you know. Exactly. What, oh, what right. I ate. It's about right. that, that moment together. Right. And that's what I try to share with clients is, mm-hmm. is those, those are the moments that are really about practicing your spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got back from Spain where I did parts of the Camino, <clears throat> and I remember walking. Uh, so the end of the Camino is the church in Santiago, and um, so walking up to the church, I saw all these other pilgrims, you know, coming in with their backpacks, and they were hugging each other, and high, we were all high-fiving. You knew, you knew another pilgrim because of the way they They just looked like they had done a Mm -hmm. wonderful journey, you know, Mm -hmm. if you will. And I was tearing up so much. Mm -hmm. And what was Mm -hmm. weird is I wasn't tearing up that I had just done this. I was tearing up that all these people had just done this. Yes. Like they all went on a journey. They all went on a path. They all, for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. were drawn to this thing Mm -hmm. and did it. Sometimes, like I met a man from Switzerland, the day after he retired, he walked out his front door in Switzerland and walked to Santiago, Spain. And it's amazing. <laughs> 75 years old. Wow. And so I just was so proud so of nice. all of us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I did this, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. Right. Because I was so into, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, my God, this is so great. And the whole town is all about that. And just it was a beautiful experience, right. but exactly, exactly like that. Right. And I, as a little girl sitting in St. George looking at this huge eye <laughs> that followed us around <laughs> the whole church, I would have never thought mm-hmm. that would be where I would be mm-hmm. when I was older. You know, Isn't it amazing? that would be Never. the whole yes. spiritual part exactly. about that. And to be able to, and, and not all for all people, but I know for me, really being able to separate the religious yes. organization, yes, which I, a lot of religions can also be spiritual. I get of that. Course. But that was not my experience. And a lot of my clients did not have the experience. But to separate that there's spirituality. Yes. It is separate and different. That's right. And it comes part, from yeah. whatever. Right. And yes. we're all born with that inherent spiritual yes. goodness of self. Which, again, mm. I was never taught something never. like that. Never. Was not going to be me getting that. It was mm-hmm. somebody else mm-hmm. had to give it to me mm-hmm. or I had to right. work for work it. Work for it. I don't know what would happen. Right. right. Exactly. Had to be yeah. a certain size for it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wear your hair a certain right. way. Right. Exactly. That's too much lipstick. You don't get to go to God. Sorry. Exactly. We're on the wrong thing. <laughs> Right. Uh, never that we were just born with it. Right. And, right. And, to, and, and it also would help us trust ourselves. Yes. And that was definitely and that diminished was too. And another thing. Mm-hmm. Don't trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Look what happens to you. You're just willy-nilly. Exactly. <laughs> the others need to tell us yeah. that hierarchy. Yeah. Telling us how to be, what to think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Debbie, I am so glad to have this time with you and talk about this very important <sighs> subject. But hopefully, you know, we've... I don't know. I want to lighten this stuff up so that Mm -hmm. it's not so heavy and it's not so hard to talk about, you know, because we have to do it. We have to talk about this kind of stuff. I totally agree. So I'm wondering if you would read the Just for Today. Yeah, definitely. So on the spirituality card, the Just for Today, 
Today, I will practice reminding myself that my spiritual self is who I really am. When I find myself obsessing about my food or weight, I will take a deep breath, be still, and listen to my deepest yearnings and guidance. That's really beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, and thanks for this beautiful card. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it'snotaboutfood.com. Thanks.